Thank you once again, Broski Doodles, for joining us today. We have a very, very special guest with you. Uh, of course, always sitting on my right or my left, depending on how we slept that night, is Steve Ski. Please give him a few words, Steve Ski, because they've been missing you uh, on all the corners of the Easter block, where, where you're actually more famous. I don't know why. Yeah, Shalom, Shabbat. What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast. This is actually a really nice part two to the part one for me because once again we have our very special guest santi here with us and i don't know if you guys caught the last episode i think that would be actually a really nice one for you guys to open up on if you haven't been following us our whole times it's it's a little more lighthearted and more personal I'm talking about music and business and and passions as a whole but now santi would like to dive in a little bit deeper with us and talk about some of the things that we have talked about before, like politics and economics. However, from his point of view, which is different from ours, and we as podcasters and as humans of this world, we welcome the point of view. So thank you again for joining us, Santi. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. This is, uh, this is uh, I had a lot of fun on the last uh, episode. Uh, and first, let me say I'm not an expert on anything, <laughs> yeah. but I do, I do watch your... Uh, a lot of your episodes, I don't, I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen a lot of them, and I find myself being like, "Oh man, I wish I could say this or say that." that. Fuck so, you, guys, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love yeah, it. but uh, just uh, you know, I think uh, Kiko and I are friends, like childhood friends, and um, we've had many conversations about stuff, and uh, I think you guys are uh, really cool people, no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah. bro, and. Uh, this is this is super nice. I think it's important for people to get together and debate stuff and, and talk about shit without you know feeling like 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 it has to be a conflict or anything. You know, I think most of us just want everyone to be better. You know, I think every. I mean, if that's not your goal, if that's not your purpose, then and then you're a piece of shit. So <laughs> we just have to find a way of okay, what's your route? What's my route to get to that end goal and see how we can mix them up and, and, and also try to poke our own ideas to see if maybe one of our ideas is wrong. I'm always open to being corrected because that means uh, I'm closer to the truth that day. Um, going off on one topic that we had on the last podcast and that we stopped on because it was going to get into into a, a few different um, uh, sections of, of, of maybe politics is you mentioned something about the a way that artists can start being paid uh, in a different way right so normally you have the, the the shows right you go to a show people pay you for that we have COVID now that's causing an issue with that uh, you record songs and you put for people to hear them but it's practically free Spotify you don't really make much out of that unless the song is picked up for a for a big thing and then you can you can get a different type of, uh, of of royalty, if I'm not mistaken, there, Santi. But you, you you were suggesting that maybe the the government could get involved and help fund uh, artists uh, in a way so that so that it is an ecosystem where where things can work with a little bit of help from government funding and and it's just like to promote art. Like, how would you sort of uh, you know describe this system that that you wanted to maybe have? uh yeah wait did my audio go bad check I check you. are you am i good yeah, yeah right. you're good now cool um 
Yeah, well, I mean, that came from speaking about how how um, artists are making a lot of money with music, especially uh, like uh, like I mentioned. Then uh, we used to have CD sales. Then Napster took that away. Then we used to have single sales, and then Spotify took that away. And now we have all we have is touring, and uh, COVID took that away. So. Uh, but just in general, I think as a, as a society, we can look, uh, we might overestimate how important the arts are. And then uh, this is a bigger conversation than just music, because <clears throat> uh, journalism is a huge thing that is, uh, that is suffering right now. And uh, journalism is extremely important to us. So Uh, you could use different different models, different business models that that um, you could start like um, experimenting with uh, to get to get people paid for their work, the work that might not necessarily uh, create like uh, money or profits, but that it is important work nonetheless. Uh, and uh, I remember in one of your podcasts, I don't remember his name, but I think uh, I think he has some good points. Um, he mentioned something about how taking care of children at home was a very important profession and uh, how the, we can start thinking about a way that maybe that needs to be also, um, you know, uh, funded or paid for or whatever. But I don't know if that makes sense. I was all over the place, mm -hmm. but um, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> if, you, if you follow the podcast, you definitely... And and thank you for doing that. Seriously, like, um, uh, but your your points make sense. Yeah, we did have that guy on. That is a that was DJ point. BJ. Uh, are you talking about DJ BJ or talking about Juan Camilo, um, uh, Johnny Boy, uh, which was uh, oh maybe right? Yeah, yeah I'm, not sure. he, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, in any case, yeah, that's irrelevant. But I thought, yeah, so. but um, but yeah, I do think I do think that that we could definitely open up the the all of those topics today here in the in the episode um so i mean yeah let's let's start with kind of how we ended on the last one which was music business and and uh how we can start funding or giving more compensation to those of the arts that um that that are Do you think santi maybe this could be treated sort of like research is You know, like like governments put some money to give to research, and you know those people aren't really producing any profit out of it. But I guess in the long run, it's something that brings goods to the to the nation. Like I, right, I know, like right. Uh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe that's a way to think about it. I actually hadn't thought about it like that before. Um, this whole conversation from from me comes from talking about ubi so we can start talking about ubi if you guys uh want but if uh research is a is a good example of uh investing in in something that doesn't make you money right away because uh, you have professors and universities that uh and th that with government help they you know they research a lot of stuff and they, they invest a lot in researching and a lot of that money never gets recouped but But it's it is important. Uh, uh, it's important nonetheless. You know what I mean. So so eventually, like when when you think about the arts, like you might not think about it as something that's really that that's important to society. But if we had no entertainment, if we had no music, if we had no movies, if we had uh, you know no podcasts, even like you would you would uh, I think it would be very detrimental to society. So 
art as a whole is really important. We just we have never had a problem funding it because even like back in the day before recordings, if you wanted to listen to music, you had to hire a band or go go to an orchestra, go to an orchestra. So that was always in demand. Now we've reached a point where like music specifically and and some some other arts are literally like virtually free. Like you I go on my phone have any music that's ever been released and it's pretty much free you know what i mean so we can start thinking about like oh maybe we should we should have a, a second uh like reevaluate how how we treat that you know now why why would you steer and, and and you make good points because it is true that we're in an era which is very confusing where for the first time in the history of of music uh you're able to enjoy it without paying for it right And like you mentioned, like in the past, I mean, if you didn't pay the whole band to play it live, then you couldn't even hear it. Then later you could buy the CD and, and stuff. But so the, you, you do make great points. Now, why do you think, and again, we're, we're out here, we're not experts, we're just thinking out loud. So I don't have an opinion as of yet either. But why do you think it shouldn't be like any other product where the consumer puts their dollar vote And, and, and gives this, their support to the artists they like, and then that artist collects it. And I understand that we need maybe a system for that, maybe like a way for, for listeners to, to pay directly to, to, to the artists, just like maybe uh, podcasts, right, are becoming in a way where like you have a Patreon or you have a way for them to sort of donate for your art and, 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 your, and your contribution. Why is it that you think the government should get involved and not leave it to the private market of individuals going and, and voting for that music or piece of art? Well, I think um, that, that's a good question, but I think the answer is more that I don't necessarily think this is specific to art, okay? There are some products that, uh, that, don't, uh, that don't produce, like, don't make money but are important nonetheless right so i think this is more of a of a conversation of starting of starting the ubi conversation okay like there's some things that you that are important that, that don't produce money and uh, that are still important to society important enough important enough to tax uh to use tax tax money to cover uh, i don't know if that answers the question but okay so what you're saying is would it be something like If we have an UBI in place where you get, I don't know, uh, 1,200 bucks a month, that would be the amount so that everybody can pursue these art things and in a way still be able to pay the basic things? I mean, yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, so the the idea behind UBI, and I think I know UBI is, 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 a, cra is a crazy thing and it's a, it's, a, it's a new idea that I'm not even 100% sold on, but... Um, all I want to do is uh, start a, conver a serious conversation about it and, ex and experiments. And there are uh, countries that are already experimenting on, on, um, on, on this new thing, but um, of UBI. But um, yeah, basically the idea is that you simply because the economy can afford it, you can now uh, take care of the basic necessities for your citizens and that frees you up to be creative to to start a business 
to do the things that you wanted to do but you couldn't do because you're just because you're too busy surviving you know what i mean so if you just uh put some relief on that and people are just left to to be to be creative and like look if you got twelve hundred dollars a month it's not going to take care of all all your needs right but it will take care of your base your your basic needs and then you are free to you know to have a part-time job and then to to start a business maybe or to start a band and to to create a new app or to i don't know to sit down and work uh into infinite math equations until you you solve you know fucking cancer or some shit you know what i mean okay and i mean i do feel that there are some things that are essential for our human needs you know I, like you mentioned earlier i do think that raising kids is a very important thing i, I feel like not enough people uh, or people who have a lot on their plate are you know have to have to at some point um ha not not give enough attention to something that may need a little bit more attention you know in this case specifically we're talking about raising children but like that there's probably a lot more um that we can talk about um i do feel like uh with technology getting a lot a lot more automated and and different industries becoming less labor intensive you're going to need to offset some of those people who say some like you know if if in the case of agriculture right when when we had uh, 150 hands out in the field and now we have a couple of like a dozen plus a machine that does it all for you right you're gonna need to like maybe of the people who were replaced 70 percent you know as a as a as a guesstimate really uh went on to find new work and then that 30 percent of the people replaced may have you know i don't know uh, a cur a, a, a deficiency in finding a job i guess right <clears throat> a language barrier whatever name um but I also believe that with certain with some of these changes, maybe UBI is part of the solution, but also I feel like the same way that governments should be the same way that you you're saying that you know the tax money should go to helping these essential. Um, basic life needs and, and paying the people, we should probably also start thinking about how we regulate companies. For instance, I'm going to backtrack something to the arts just because we're not too far from the topic. We pay indie filmmakers, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, they buy series, right? They buy these series from people, from, from, um, these movie makers, right? And the people who get their stuff on Netflix still get paid, right? And they don't have to be Sony product, Sony Studios or Warner Brothers Studios. So here I'm saying here, you know, you guys are making music and you, anybody, right? Making music instead of, instead of saying, well, okay, I want to start a band and then I'll try to gain a little bit of, 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 um, fame through it. And then that fame will lead to other things. I think that we should probably not, not like commit to, to one, but if not uh, to one record label, but have record labels fight for you 
and therefore instead of making music and making no music on plays is it do you find it that it, if if again sony or any one of these record labels they would end up just buying your music off of you and so you the artist would make the money up front and then they would make the money off of your streams or you know, maybe they hold you to a contract where you tour a certain amount, but you've already made your money. And then there's other stipulations in there where you get paid the more that you are in the public eye or something like that. Yeah, I understand. I think I think for that business model, I think you are <clears throat> I think you're you're missing an important part of the music industry, for example, is that it's so saturated that there's there's no demand. There there is there's no demand for music. You know what I mean? So the record labels aren't going around thinking, oh, can I please buy your music? They're actually getting 100 submissions a day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know if that... But I mean, changing the mind of, of the artist, you know? Because the artists are like, oh, please, like, choose me. And then it's like, no, like, I'm making sick-ass music. Who wants to pay to well, have... The thing is, there? I mean, I, I'm thinking here... Personally, for me, it's like giving ownership of my music. It's like, fuck it, I prefer to live under a bridge, right? But... On, on, on another note, it's like that used to be the case, right? Like back 40, 50 years ago, when you signed with a record label, you technically sold them your songs and your soul. And then they gave you a big paycheck and then that's it. I mean, that, that's how it worked. And then they got you on these deals where like, yeah, you made a little money at the beginning, but then you're not really making the, the, the good money out of the place of that song. So I guess... Yeah, it is a bit of a debate. I, I get what you're saying, and I think that, that that probably still happens, right? There's probably still artists. I mean, this happens with podcasts. They buy your intellectual property from the podcast, and then they give you a big check, and then you got to keep doing this podcast, but it's not yours anymore, which I, I think the era that we're in now is going more towards you owning your shit and that making it so that you cut the middleman and it makes it cheaper for the consumer to enjoy you and it makes it easier for you to make a living with less people. So do you think that maybe instead of having the record labels go at it, you should probably say, okay, um, Spotify should pay you more per play? Because... I mean, Spotify has us by the balls because they have the platform, so... You know, I mean, yeah, they should. I mean, this goes back to the topic where, like, yeah, the government should give more help, and I should, and and they should help more people. I mean, yes, every and and they should raise the minimum wage, but we also have to talk about what's what's possible, right? I mean, you know, you know what well, I mean. Okay, like, well, first, first, let me say that before UBI and all that and all that, which is kind of an experiment. It's like uh, it's just an idea that's brewing. Uh, before any of that, I'm I'm more I'm, I'm much more concerned with wealth inequality, and income inequality, instead of uh, you know instead of you know before trying to tackle UBI or whatever. So I, I don't know if uh, yeah. So that's that's relevant to what to what you're talking about right now because I think that's a much bigger and present problem that we have. The income you're inequality. Saying like like yeah, income inequality. Uh, well, actually, more like wealth inequality, but. Uh, because you're talking about Spotify and what's possible. If Spotify pay their artists more money per play, then they would have to raise their prices. You know what I mean? Which is it's not. I'm not saying I'm against. I'm, I'm against that. I'm just saying okay. that. That's, well, I mean, I, that's I guess we happen. agree on that because then, because some people might say like, oh, well, Spotify can pay their artists more. I mean, they're already making millions, but then that's not understanding business. Like. You know, these are not like people that are trying to be like nice to artists. They're trying to make money. So you have to look at it that way first. Like 
So I, I, I like it. I appreciate that, you know, what you're saying, because that, that's something that people don't understand. Like, when you say, like, oh, but these people can pay their, like, would you also agree, like, if you say, okay, McDonald's, McDonald's should pay all the workers $15 an hour. Then wouldn't you agree, well, like, okay, when well, they're going to have to raise the, 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 the prices of their food as well? Uh, well, I mean, depends. Th those those uh, uh, those uh, businesses are really complicated, right? Um, <clears throat> and you might have to, in that, but that might be okay, though. That might be okay because the, if you pay everyone fifteen dollars an hour and then you have to raise your prices by you know fifty cents or a dollar each thing, I think I've heard a lot of people do the math and say, yeah, I wouldn't mind paying a dollar more for my burger every day. Uh, if I know that the person who's making it can take care of their children. That is true, and that's actually, like, a good argument. But on the other side, if McDonald's does that, and now their Big Mac costs a dollar or two dollars more, and then Burger King instead gets... No, be because it's mm -hmm. a minimum wage. It's a law that everyone has to obey. Right, but, but let, let, me, let me finish. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so, so McDonald's raises the prices of the food, and pays everybody $15 an hour, as the law says. But then Burger King is like, we're going to go another route. We're going to buy all these big-ass iPads, which they already have like at the Burger King next to me. Like They did it for Corona, but I, they took out some workers already. So, so they put this machinery there, and this allows them to not have to pay nobody $15 an hour. Of course, it's an investment on the machinery at the beginning. But then they're able to do that for a lower cost and actually not raise the price of their food therefore being competitive in a in a more aggressive way against McDonald's and then McDonald's losing market share because of that so like i do get it that like i see this with like you know fruits or things or or clothes that are bought from places where they uh, make rivers toxic and fuck shit up and people are like fuck i'll pay a little bit more if they could do this with like treated water and all that And yes, I understand. I would too. But in the case that you're saying, I think technology comes in and, and people are able to be more competitive. That's why I'm, I'm not for the minimum wage, but not because I don't want people to not be better, but just because I find it that if the government doesn't get involved, the worker is able to get more out of the, out of the employer. You know, like when you make an employer have social have a uh, insurance for their for the workers he's not making less money and paying for your insurance if you were making a thousand a month you're gonna make 800 now so that i can use the 200 to pay for your insurance i mean like that's how it is so, so some people would argue like hey government don't make them get have to give me anything just have them pay me the full check and then i'll fucking decide what to do with that so i think sometimes people need to understand that Yeah, you could raise this, raise that, but it does create a chain effect. And in the case of like McDonald's, Burger King can come and be like, all right, I'm just going to get computers and I'm going to leave the price of the burgers at the same price. And then you're not going to be competitive anymore. Well, see, McDonald's and Burger King, they're going to do that anyway. I mean, the minimum wage hasn't gone up here in, in 10 years and they there's full of every McDonald's I go to. Not that I go to McDonald's. Every McDonald's I see is full of... Um, It's full of iPads or big touchscreens, whatever. And when I went to Europe, it was all, all, you know, uh, big touchscreens. So regardless of the minimum wage, they're going to do that. I think that's a different conversation, though. I think that's where UBI comes in eventually when, uh, when over a period of 20 years, you, 
the technology replaced 100 million jobs and it only created 30 million you have 70 million people without without jobs that were with jobs that were never replaced you know and some of them found work and some of them some of them also found work but struggled and some of them never found work you know what i mean uh, what happened to like the farmers <coughs> back in the day like the the machi- like in 1920 right this big machinery was able to do the job of 50 farmers and now those farmers are out of job but now food is cheaper because the producer doesn't have to pay 100 guys or whatever he only he bought this machine he has 12 guys now and he's able to sell the tomato cheaper doesn't that help everyone i mean given that the that the people do find jobs as well, well that happened uh with the farming and and I'm assuming they found jobs but just because it's the farmers found jobs doesn't mean that as technology grows and more and more chunks of the workforce are you know slashed or whatever it doesn't mean everyone's going to find work i mean like look this is uh when i talk about about UBI my my thought process is this if technology keeps growing forever which like if if a meteor doesn't doesn't kill us, or if you know a virus like coronavirus doesn't doesn't destroy the 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 uh, human civilization or whatever, eventually we're gonna we're gonna get to that point if if technology just keeps growing, right? Or is that is that something you guys agree on? To what point? To the point where like there's no jobs to be done anymore? To the point where there's not enough work for everyone because machines take care of so many things. I mean, how like how do you see the future if in if in I don't know, let's say, I don't know, however, let's say a uh, hundred thousand years of human history. I don't know how you guys, depending on what you believe, in a hundred thousand years of human history, we got this far. What's going to happen in another 200,000 years? Uh, you know, I I'll see, give you my, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll give you my take. I think I'm sort of with you, but then I shift at one point because you say, all these physical jobs and, t- and technical things that need to be, like eventually are gonna be done by machines. Yes, and I think that humans are gonna find a lot more valuable tax- tasks to do, such as programming these machines, maintaining these machines, uh, creating better machines. Like, for some reason, the way that I look at it, and because using the farming uh, ex- uh, example, and the farming example we could use that's one, but there's many that came from that, like yeah, people that used manufacturers to, and everything, you know? Yeah, like, uh, or people that used to simply, like, putting data in a computer and now the computer does it. You know, like, there's so many jobs that got replaced by compu- by technology. And it's like, those people didn't just die. And, and, and so what I think is that the more technology gets better, it makes it so that humans have to do less of the shitty stuff. And we can concentrate on doing more valuable stuff, things that that create even more uh, wealth for everyone. That that right, thing right, would go. and I completely agree with what you're saying. I think that valuable stuff that you're talking about in the future, or even you know maybe starting now, is not necessarily going to create dollars. You know what I'm saying? So that valuable stuff that you're talking about, like the research thing and the the arts and creativity and journalism and shit and shit like that. Um, that is uh, actually like we went from two different angles and kind of met in the th- and kind of met in the same place. Um, and just something something really quick, like when a machine replaces a human or one machine can replace five humans, let's say at McDonald's or uh, maybe a hundred humans in the car manufacturing. I don't really know how that works, but um, that machine now creates new jobs, right? That machine creates someone that has to that has to maintain it. 
someone that has to understand it and program it and make the new the new versions of it, right? But if you took away five jobs, that machine may have created only two jobs. Okay, so three people are still without work, and they have to they have to go find it somewhere else. And the more that this happens in every section of the economy, the less the fewer places you can go look for work you know what i'm saying so eventually i believe we're going to hit a point where like yeah in a hundred years of automation uh of automation technology development we got rid of a hundred million jobs i'm just making this up we got rid of a hundred million jobs and the automation itself created 20 million jobs all right was well that's 80 million jobs that are gone forever so those people are gonna are gonna have to find something and some of them are going to be able to but some of them won't and so if you keep on this pattern that technology keeps taking and taking and taking over eventually you're going to be like because remember these companies when you had your five employees and now you you're down to one employee or whatever um or the five jobs turn into two jobs they're still making the same amount of money right they're still making the same amount of money and they're just pocketing more of it, mm-hmm. right? So the the economy stayed the same for the company. It's just the three people just got cut out of the deal, or three or five people just cut out yeah. out of the deal. So when you multiply that by a uh, hundred thousand companies or the entire economy or whatever, then all of a sudden you have all these companies who all of them are still making the same amount of money, and they just have fewer people to pay. So when you're talking yeah, about, but that, I mean, a little parenthesis that comes with like an analytical decision and investment of getting this piece of machinery that can that is on the long run gonna make us save money and make more it's right? all very prudent like very appropriate decisions for a company to make because a company a company their their purpose is not to hire people their purpose is to make money that's why you start a business that's all business is for so it's not their fault that they want to replace five people with one machine um, that is just how that is just how it works. But so we then, have to think about the, those profits that you're still making. You're still making enough money to pay everyone, but you're not paying everyone. So you, we have to think about like, okay, like, is this going to be healthy when you keep adding you, when you keep, you know, multiplying this by a hundred years and uh, millions of companies? So Santi, at the end of this, is is the end result that you see, like? only there being like five large tech companies that sort of made all the robotics to replace the jobs, making large amounts of money, and then just taxing the fuck out of them to take care of the rest of the people that cannot do jobs that make money anymore? Why Why only five companies? I think that's as an example, but um, do you, I mean, whatever company, I think robotics, I mean, robotics as a whole right now is, is a really hot topic. And I think there's a lot of people who are already like developing and learning how to write code that are now kind of shifting and starting to learn how to do that for robotics and for automated services. Um, but I'm not sure where Kigo no, but what, 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 what I meant by that, why I say five is because the the system that you that you that you're looking at which i essentially would agree with because i mean i i myself want to be an entertainer and make you know podcast music and i wish i had a thousand two hundred bucks here in spain that's enough for me to take care of the basic stuff and i don't need to work and i could just do this shit i would love to do that the whole day i'm just producing and shit right so i like 
on that sense, personally, I would love it. The thing is, for this to work, you would need to have a really high tax on income, right? Like 60%, 70% tax on income to pay for all of this. I mean, the, you know, the, uh, uh, as we speak now... I don't know people, if the tax would have to come from income directly. Uh, then from what? Unless you mean like company profits. Well, but that's income, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, you want to task, you want to tax the companies, right, to pay for this, and so like, if you're a business owner, you're a company, right? If you if you have a a, a store that sells guitar, you're a company, right? So mm -hmm. they will be paying seventy percent. Why I say five companies, and, and to, to sort of indicate that there will be a small amount of companies making this money is because, as a guitar seller, like, or, or as a fruit seller. Many people are not able to make a business and, and risk and do all the things that a business needs when you have 70% of your dollar made taken by the government, right? 70 cents out of every dollar. So I think that the only people that could actually withstand that is like Walmart, Apple, because they sell so much that, okay, they're able to pay. And even then, I think those companies will find a way to, to leave because they, they, they couldn't pay it. But don't you think that when you have a tax that high to cover all these programs that you talk about, that you're going to lose incentive for small people to like make a business? Uh, <clears throat> well, no, actually, I think the opposite because just like you're saying that people can't wouldn't be able to afford starting a business or whatever. Um, you all of a sudden. Like, if we're talking about full UBI, which I'm not saying that I'm for, but if, if we're talking about getting to that point, all of a sudden you don't have a burden on surviving anymore. So you're, all your time can be spent on that business. All your time and uh, any money you make, you, you can still work, you can still sell things, you can still create wealth in other ways. It's just that the government is, is taking care of your basic necessities, which again, I'm not saying I'm, I'm for, but it's a conversation worth starting. Mm -hmm. um, but but to, to your point, I think actually it's the opposite because you will now be free to be creative. You will now be free to invest your money in businesses. You don't have that burden of, of oh, I can't afford to pay my people because I'm getting taxed 70% because all my, all my expenses are already being taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So, so back to your original question before you said the thing about the five companies, which uh, threw me off a little bit because I, I don't like the idea of monopolizing, you know, uh, any kind of markets. Uh, but, but uh, your question was, do I see do I see a future where machines do all the work for people? I think not in the near future, but eventually, if you let technology grow forever, then then yeah, eventually you're gonna have a world where like machines are creating machines that take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Like the machines is that are good doing, or bad. Is that good or bad? It, I think it's good. I think any any advancement in technology is good unless we as long as we don't kill it and we don't we don't uh, you know destroy the world or kill each other while doing it. I think uh, te technological advancements and any understanding of science in the universe is good. Uh, but we have to like uh, we have to adapt, you know, and this is what that would be. It would be adapting to a world where out of a, a nation of 300 or 400 million people, we took away 100 million jobs in a century, for example. It's like, we have to just start thinking about this differently. And if you see a future where technology you know, keeps growing infinitely as long as we're alive, then you have to eventually start thinking of, well, people are gonna have to be compensated just for the fact 
just for the fact that they live in a society where machines do most of the labor. Well, um, I mean, all of that is, is a good point. Um, I actually kind of want to pivot a little bit with the same UBI idea, but what if we were to do, um, what, what do you think happens to the psychological part of people's minds when they have all that they need? Do they, do they continue to, to strive to make more or do you have a spike in in complacency and a spike in, in less incentive to go out and do things? I mean, on a general basis, obviously we're not experts in, in, in this, but what do you think would happen? Do you think that it would ha it would spike up, but it's totally manageable? Or do you think that over time, over the same century you're saying, that people will become less and less and less and less productive? Um, all right, so check it out. I think right now it's a really it's a really good time to have this conversation because um, I come from the the serve the serving industry, the restaurant industry, <clears throat> and a lot of my friends decided during the pandemic decided to get jobs as opposed to getting government help, even if that meant taking a pay cut. Now I hate serving and I hate work I hate working at restaurants. Uh, and uh, but uh, I I think it's, I write music every day, so I have a I have a purpose. You know what I'm saying? So I have something I'm working I'm working towards. But this this pandemic made me realize that people need something to do. This pandemic made me realize that I see my friends going, man, like I I would rather work at a Lowe's or at a Home Depot than stay home. You know what I'm saying? I see my my mom who 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 can work. Who who is she, she's okay and and with her husband she doesn't need a job but she goes um, I'm looking for a job because I I want something to do I want to feel productive I want I need I think humans have a need to do work and whether it's being creative like I sit at my computer writing music uh, for you know eight or ten hours at a time or whether it is uh, going and working at a Lowe's I think that this pandemic made me realize that people. People need to work. People want to work. They need projects. They need something to do. It's not necessarily like working, uh, and you know, at a company or for a boss or whatever, but something to focus on. So I do. I do. And this pandemic made me realize that this whole UBI thing. I don't think would. I think a lot of people would be just be lazy and just watch Netflix all day and whatever. And if and if the economy can afford it, then then it's fine. But I think. Uh, most humans were actually put their mind into something important, which could be, which could be making a new video game, or it could be you know curing uh, diabetes or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel I don't know maybe because I just see it more down here, uh, especially when you when you put the universal basic income on a social security number, and what I mean by that is the incentive to have more children. Okay, like. There's going to be, there's going to have to be a real like micro analysis of how this UBI would be distributed. I mean, it would just, it would, there would be business out of this UBI, you know, made by people, by us, mm -hmm. those, because I mean, here in Miami and in other countries, like in other places in the country, there are people who are always looking for a way to, to cheat the system. And I know that Absolutely. that's a percentage. That's just a small percentage. But but anything any idea can become a big idea, right? Um, and and my fear, uh, I know that Santi, you're you're Latin, and and I mean I don't know 
your your parents or your upbringing, your parents' background or anything like that. It seems like you guys are are good, wholesome, working people, right? Um, I have specific. I know people right now who are quite the opposite during this pandemic. And they say, "Oh my God, yeah, I'm making more money now than when I was working normally," right? And sure, then they become more of those home people. Maybe a baby pops out. Maybe taking care of the baby is important, but on a large scale. You know what I'm saying? Those same three jobs that were not now replaced by whatever the robotic or whatever it is, then now we have maybe one or two that are doing something else good at the home. And then we still have that that percentage of people times, you know, 300, 350 million people or whatever, just in the U.S. Um, that are you slacking. do that, th- that are slacking, you know, and, 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 and me, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're if you're a hard worker and you're going to push forward then then you're going to be better off for yourself to a degree i do feel like if we get rid of like ubi might be a possibility if a lot of other things were trimmed back and then we can start to like really administer that those funds differently um it would be a conversation of you know what I mean? Like a, per, a percentage per person, you know what I mean? Like per family, per household, the same way that we do taxes, you know, and, and the way you, you file, uh, you know, if, if one year you have another one kid and then another year, another kid, it seems like, I don't know, they were just, uh, people much smarter than us would have to figure this out. But I, I, I don't see a person right now laying out a structure that makes sense and it's fair for UBI. It would have to be something that more people have to talk about, like we're doing now. Yeah. And how, I think you know it's what good mean? that we're talking about it. Because Where, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not like totally against it. Like I said, like for, for me, like Kiko, probably like you too, Santi. Bro, give me a check and I will, I will keep going. I will keep making stuff happen. You know what I mean? And putting stuff out there for sure. Um, and when, when they tried the UBI in uh, the Netherlands or wherever it was that... Where they like did an experimental on a on a town or on a city, like those people were are 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 of a different breed. But when you start to really put on all the different cultures, mm-hmm. then you start to then you start to see these anomalies happen where like people are not doing yeah not, not everybody is is gonna you know? behave. And I think that's and that's gonna be a hard sell to those people who break their back every day. You know what I mean? For yeah. Those can, people I, who are, can I put in something because. Another obstacle that I see, even if we, because I'm not, I'm not gonna get into the logistics of how if if this is even possible to pay for on top of the welfare that's already. But let, let's just say that it was like without getting into that. Another obstacle that I have, Santi, with this, and again, it's not not against you. Like we're trying to find an answer to this. But like, I was thinking, all right, let, we have UBI. Everybody gets a thousand bucks a month. Let's just you know make, make it even to make it easier. And it's 350 million people. Okay. Everybody, okay, cool. We're, char- we're charging taxes to these companies, and that gives us enough money to pay everybody a thousand bucks, and then people can go and pursue their shit and then be happy. Cool. And then what happens with the new immigrants that come in? Because if you have that system going, a lot of people are going to want to come to the U.S., but are, are, they, are we going to do like a cutoff? Like a cutoff, like if you come after here, then you're not included? Because if the more people you, you get included, you, that money starts getting diluted. Like... So you do you see a a sort of obstacle there in, in that sense? Well, I think that <clears throat> people want to come here already from all over the world. Even though the United States is you know, is not mm-hmm. it's not great when it comes to uh, social things like universal healthcare and and or just you know the lack thereof. Um, 
and uh, and and like other benefits like that people still want to come here so that's a problem that we already have and we anyone that comes here we we don't just we don't just give them all the benefits of being citizens right away like you don't you can't even be i mean you know firsthand that you can't just live here if you want to you have to apply you have to qualify you have to go through fucking jump right, through but, you, but okay so i get you but ultimately there's gonna be new people that come in the system right yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, can, can like, the there's system... gonna be new people and the same amount of money coming in. Well, I I, I don't think that like this is this is uh, this isn't an all or nothing thing. Like this is a thing that starts, let's say, like Andrew Yang wants with, with starts with a thousand dollars, and 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 it replaces whatever welfare you have uh, at that at that point. I think it starts it starts there, and then we go we see what happens. Right? Okay, so you do agree that because this is actually something that I think we might be ag agreeing on. I don't like UBI, but if you were to tell me that we're going to replace all of welfare and everybody just gets a thousand bucks a month, I see that way more fair and I would agree to that. Is that the way you see it too? Or maybe not for the same reasons, but do you agree also that UBI be placed but on replacement of welfare? Well, if you listen to um, Andrew Yang on his podcast, I think with Joe Rogan, I think he, he explains it pretty good. Um, <clears throat> you 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 can't get welfare and the UBI. Like the UBI would replace whatever welfare you're getting. So you can choose to get your maybe maybe the welfare that you get now is more than the UBI. So you would choose against the UBI, but you don't get both, right? Now you still have you still have to pay for all the all the uh, social workers that that have to deal with with the welfare system right now, but the actual money that goes to the recipients that gets replaced by the UBI. Yeah, it doesn't, the it is, doesn't add to it. The it thing is, I, I know the podcast that you listen about Andrew Yang, and I liked it that he recognized that you couldn't have both systems that you couldn't collect both. But the thing is, he didn't really support completely replacing it. And I think it's the only way that could make it even a little bit better. Cause I, again, I don't like UBI, but if you still let people decide about the okay, keep this welfare or the other, then it still it, it keeps being unfair. This is why I think it's better to give everyone a thousand bucks and then remove every welfare. Yeah, but some people need more than a thousand bucks, though, like especially people on disabilities and with children and whatever, you know. So, <clears throat> so I, I I actually like I really like the idea that you have of all the administrative fees or administrative costs and uh, all the social workers that you have. Do you spend a lot of money? Is just that to get from the podcast that you heard? Yeah, that's what you said. From oh, that perfect. Podcast. Okay, so yeah, yeah. you so you do agree with like the removal of that cost? I don't, but I like oh. your idea because because what you're saying is very interesting. It's like we're spending a lot of money just in order to give people money, right? That's that's what you're saying, and that doesn't make that doesn't really make sense. But um, so so you're saying you can just completely completely get rid of all those people. By the way, all those people are unemployed now, but. You get rid of all those. So they're people. getting a thousand bucks a month. Right, they're gonna start getting a thousand bucks a month, which is less than what they were Come getting. Come on, Santi, we can't give them all, dog. We can't give them that two hot dogs and a Burger King gift card, dog. I mean, we need to fucking. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, no, that was a side. That was a side note. That oh, by the way, all those people are, are unemployed. But um, but then, but you still have to give people what they need 
that they're earning now. I mean, you can't tell someone, you can't tell a low, an old lady who needs $2,600 worth of help because of medical bills or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. You can't tell her, uh, hey, your money now is down to $1,000 just because the government wants to save money. But just I, just I would just like to point out that Andrew Yang does lay out how he would pay for this. And again, I'm not I'm not saying that it would work. I'm not saying that I'm for it. I'm not saying that it would work. But he does lay out how he how he pays for that spe- uh, specifically now, which includes all of this welfare money that's already being spent. That all goes towards that. Uh, and then I'm sure he wants to tax. Um, I'm pretty sure he wants to tax more or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but let me just hit on some things that Steve said. I wrote I wrote down really quick uh, about fraud. People are going to commit fraud no matter what. Always. Okay. And this is why the the those social workers are still going to be important. Yeah, but Santi, people are going to commit fraud always if there's a system to fraud. If you give everyone a thousand bucks, regardless of their situation, there's nothing to fraud. Like there's no analysis of like, are you really disabled or you know what I mean? So like you you, you remove but, the policing. But, but he was talking about like people are going to have kids just for this reason or there's there's other ways like. You know, and you're just gonna have to police it, I guess. I mean, like, well, you, can't you know, I don't, I don't have kids. No, but but you can. I mean, kind of going back a couple episodes as well. I do feel like if you're gonna have kids, there should be. I'm not saying that you shouldn't not have kids, like where it's like a, a black and a white situation. I remember this. But what I'm saying is, is that per per kid that you have, you're going to get a percentage less. So there's no incentive to have more kids. You're going to have to remove the incentive to have kids, and you better be doing it because you just want to be a freaking baby factory. Because Yo, that's, the third that's, kid ain't getting no Nike. Hey, no. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that there's, to a certain point, you're going to take advantage of me. To a certain point. And that, that point is what I want determined from the from the jump you know what yeah, I'm saying? you're gonna you're gonna have to balance out the 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 right the right formulas you know and exactly. this we're gonna go and, and and we're gonna go like i said this isn't just like oh everybody makes their money now no one has to work right. it's just it's gonna be a hundred maybe a hundred year process i don't know right uh where like we figure out how it works and and how and it's like and it might be a thing where like i imagine a world where like where the government says, "Hey, so we 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 have a deficit of, of labor in this area. We need people to work in this area." Um, so then you get you get you maybe like you get drafted, or you volunteer, or or you get drafted like for jury duty or something, and then you go and you work on a project for two months. Then you go back to your UBI life. You know what I mean? Maybe a, a system like that where eventually, like we little by little, like we take steps. Right? We first we say, "All right, we're gonna take care of. We're gonna give you a thousand dollars a month." It's not going to cover everything, but it's going to it's going to help you, whatever. And then we say, okay, well, the the poorest people can just live on that. That's that's cool. The people in the middle class and office jobs and shit are still going to work, and they're still going to get their you know two thousand dollars a month. To to eventually you move up, you move up to where like barely anybody has to work now because it's literally not needed. It's not because it's not because we where where are the resources coming from? That's the thing. Like at the end of the day, money is just a reflection of a work that was done before, right? Like money is just the tool that we can use to trade things in, a, in an easy way. But at the end of the day, money represents work that you did. So where are the resources gonna come from if nobody's working? Money money doesn't represent work that you, that you did. Money represents uh, like what you can what you can do with it. So right. food, okay, like, like- food, shelter, you know, a car. That, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that, like, if if you worked the whole weekend serving and you made 500 bucks, right, and you want to go now buy a guitar that costs 500 bucks, 
the the money is is acting as the tool to to be able to trade that weekend of work for that guitar because the guitar guy if you tell him hey can I serve your house for a weekend you give me that guitar he's gonna be like yo are you fucking on drugs no I'm a musician but I don't do drugs all right and you should start doing them because you're acting weird right so <laughs> but uh, do you agree with me like money I mean nowadays money is just printed so it's not even a good uh, metaphor but uh, theoretically speaking we use money so that The work that we did on the weekend, right, uh, in my case, fucking answering phone calls from angry motherfuckers, uh, I'm able to trade that money to go to Sevilla tomorrow, right, and have fun with my with my girlfriend type shit. So, like, when you say nobody's going to work, then where are the, 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 the products going to come from? Because I think that everything is created out of incentive. If there's not an incentive, people are not going to do it. So... Okay, so... <clears throat> So it's it's really hard to visualize a future like this, right? Because we're nowhere near it. But you can you can see how like a machine can replace one job, right? You you can you can visualize that because that happens now. One machine can replace one job, and and one machine can actually replace you know ten twenty jobs, whatever it is, uh, or hundreds of jobs on the internet and shit, whatever. So the point is that entire entire parts of service could be replaced by machines so if i made a hundred if i made five hundred dollars serving over the weekend and i want to buy a guitar with with those five hundred dollars um first of all i'm gonna make another five hundred and buy a thousand dollar guitar but anyway um but the point is like if if a machine did that work did did that did that five hundred dollar work then that work still got made I can still the the economy as a system can still afford that guitar. Yeah, I'm but the saying, thing is, I'm it's not, not an economy. It's is the company or the owner that invested in that. Like no, no, it's fine. I understand, but it's okay. like right. Well, that's what I mean by the economy. The economy still created that wealth to buy that guitar. I'm not saying that that wealth belongs to me. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that that I should get those five hundred dollars to to buy the guitar but i am saying that that wealth still was created without human labor so on the one right now you have a human that works a weekend to make five hundred dollars and in a, the near future you're going to have a machine that makes those five hundred dollars those five hundred dollars were still made that wealth was still created okay so now the question is where do those five hundred dollars go does it go to the ceo of the company does it go to And it, it probably goes to to maintain the machines, right? Obviously, maintain the machines and do all this shit. But when when every company is doing this in every uh, facet of uh, of the economy, then you eventually you have five hundred dollars for everyone to buy a guitar because you made that much wealth and you can afford it. It's just a matter of saying we're going to allocate that money to to give to to the citizens because the company is, is banking the government is banking and the citizens are the ones who are yeah, just not finding not finding i, I think this is where the our wall comes where it's like we wanna we have enough to distribute this to the right places but it's like at the end of the day you're using a nice word for stealing somebody's profit in in my view uh, and i can understand that there should be taxes because I do believe, like, look, I'm a libertarian, which means I believe no government should be in place except for the minimum amount to protect private uh, property and safety, right? 
But even I like to push it a bit further and say, look, let's have a 10% tax so that we can have basic uh, health, roads, policing, and stuff for people. Because when there's more government, I, f I find it that people end up with less money. And if you did have that money, you'll be able to buy the products that the government was going to give to you for free in the first place. So, But how are, how are you going to end up with that money if you don't have... If you don't have, uh, there's no more labor. Like there's no more like labor that you can physically do. Well, this is the thing. I f I ultimately think that humanity will always find tasks to do because it's happened across thousands of years. When things have gotten automat um, automatized, that's a, that's a word that is Automated. better as a composer. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but when when shit gets automatic, right? Um, This happened before in the past, like a tool becomes available or now you use a bull to push and plow through the, like, this has always happened and it's always created wealth for everybody and made life cheaper and easier for everybody. So I think that you can make machines do a lot of things, but dude, making machines think like humans, like me that I, I think of us humans as being a piece of shit race, we have something that is beautiful, I mean, Us as uh, music creators, we, we deal with it on a more direct manner. But the, 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 the thing that humans have, like Steve Wozniak said this the other day. They asked him, like, don't you think uh, machines are going to replace humans? And he's like, look, you can replace and make lives a lot better by having them, like, fold your clothes, clean your things. And But the thing is, a machine can never wake up and say, okay, what adventure am I going to get into today? Because that's something that only happens in the biological mind of a human. And... I think there's always gonna be tasks that humans are gonna be able to do and collect money for it because it's gonna be valuable for the economy. So I don't, I'm not afraid when I see uh, jobs being replaced by technology. I think that even though I'm not 100% sure on the immediate procedure of what to do with those people, I think that on the long run, everyone's gonna be better off for some reason. What do you think, Steve? So, So, I mean, I, I I really do feel like, like you said, you don't think that government should be uh, that involved um, unless it's the bare necessities, right? And I think it would be uh, part of the government's duty to let, I mean, our, our imagination and our technology can go as far as we want it to go. We can literally, I mean, in, up in your neck of the hood, Santi, there's a restaurant that I keep seeing that a little robot comes, takes your order and brings you your order. And it's a whole thing. Like it's a, some Asian spot. It's, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's like next level shit really. It's cool. Yeah, as hell. I um, uh, I'll, I'll try to send you the link, but, but, What I'm saying is, is that robotics and AI can go and become a human as close to, as possible. Maybe not on a creative sense, um, like to, you know, for, to make music and things like that, because all of that is subjective anyways. But I think that, that if we're going to do something, government should at least put in place um, a, a, a ceiling to where robotics can go. So that way we can protect a certain amount of jobs. We can protect a certain amount of, um, I don't know, you know what I mean, of, of creativity and of, of human-esque type of things. Um, if we implement that and then we implement the taxing and then we can get rid of a couple of things, it's going to be it's gonna be a, a, a couple of different stages that need to happen in order for things to be um, 
like ideal for what a UBI situation would be. That that would be my idea. That'd be my well, I think uh, right into that point, I wrote a bunch of notes to things that you guys, that both of you just said. But on that last point, I don't, I don't know if what you mean is that we should um, limit the technology though, because by limiting what what jobs uh, te- technology can 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 take over first of all you're you're talking about a big government right there making decisions for companies that they can't you know that after a certain point you can't um replace a certain job because you know whatever because it's good for the economy or something but uh i don't know if that's good i don't know if that's good for the world i think that would be limiting science and i i don't i don't like that see i, I would rather i would rather keep science growing but instead take care of everyone uh, because and I agree. Uh, because I, I agree. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's a good. I, I, I'm going to let you finish, but I, I don't agree that <clears throat> we should be limiting it. But to what point? You know what I mean? That's that's. Yeah. Well, I think that you you can you can see depends on your visualization of the future. You know what I mean? Like uh, I understand what you guys are saying. There, there's always new jobs that come from technology, but there's l- less and less jobs that, that, or I guess I should say fewer and fewer jobs that, that come out of that. So eventually there just won't be enough jobs for everyone to be able to do. And there will still be all the wealth that comes in. So the question is, do we just let the companies have everything while everybody while everybody else starves because, it, because machines are doing most of the work? And this is going to be a gradual thing, right? It's not going to be all or nothing, like I said. It's not going to be all of a sudden there's no work and all of a sudden, you know, whatever. But there's like... If you work for a company that, or if you get laid off, maybe maybe it works. Like if you get laid off by a machine, then the government takes care of you for a while or something. We can start off from the different things like like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that made sense with what you were saying. It does. But. It does. Um, okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm going on your side now. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna, I'm trying to say okay, let's let's not limit anything, right? And now we're going to pay a, a bunch of people whatever the the universal basic income is for that area. Mind you, I know that if in New York and in Florida and Arkansas, there's a lot of differences in as far as what uh, cost of living, you, yeah. cost of living, right? Mm-hmm. But then, am I allowed to, as a government, to say to in your in your ideal future, right? Am I allowed as a government to say, okay, I'm going to pay you this, but I need you to go to school or I need you to be enrolled in something. I need you to be learning to a degree to be able to get maybe more money. Oh, you want to be successful. You want to have a job and you want to push yourself forward and your family forward. Okay, no problem. Cool. But I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'll be able to supply you with more resources. If you can later on, I'm making an investment in you or this family, this person, um, by getting you into school. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to like go on your side, but am I allowed to do that as a government? Because I, I, you know, I, uh, there's, there's this fine line that, that we, we don't want to cross, but we need this, but we don't, you know what I mean? So So I like this point a lot because uh, are you allowed to do that? Well, that depends. Do you want, do you want big government? You're not. I think that it's a perfect idea. I think, yes, you should be allowed to do that. You should be allowed to say, just like with the the point that Kiko brought, brought up at the beginning about research, I could say, all right, listen, I can, I will, you can have $1,200 a month, but you have to be able to, you have to be doing something. You have to be enrolling in school. You have to be starting a business. You have to be coming up with creative uh uh you know, creative endeavors, whatever it is. So you have to be, being a productive member of society in the same way that that right now we have to be a productive member of society by having jobs then in the future it it might be just a more of a 
creativity based, whereas you have to pr show that you are being a productive member of society. But that's really only if that's necessary. Like uh, the feature I see here, when you were talking about like people that don't want to work or whatever. Uh, first of all, this, like I said, this pandemic taught me that uh, people want to work and people want to do something a lot more than I th than I previously thought. I, I think that a lot of people might might want to just sit on their ass and watch Netflix. But even if that's the case, if we get to a point where the economy can sustain that, then there's nothing wrong with it. Because because mindsets are going to change, and all of a sudden you're not. It's not going to be looked down upon that you want to just hang out at the house. You want to just enjoy your time with your wife and or whatever, or you want to just travel the world without any kind of uh, you know strings attached or whatever to 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 your travels. And that's it, like it, Disneyland, right? It'll just it'll just change mindsets. You know, you know what I mean? Just like just like when we first started evolving you had to be strong and you you had to be you had to be physically strong then mindset minds mindsets changed to you have to be mentally strong uh and then eventually the, the mindset might change to like you just as long as you're you're a decent member of society you deserve to be paid an allowance just for living in a society who can in a healthy way afford it you know the one but thing but to answer your question, I'm sorry, really quick. Uh, I do yeah. I do think that was a good idea. What you said about the government doing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not for big government at all. Um, but I am for incentivizing. You know what I mean? And if and if uh, the only people that are going to be able to incentivize anything is religion and government. I mean, the, religion on a fear base and government on on an incentive base. I mean, and I'm not saying to do that on a. I I, I don't have the idea. You know, I don't have the perfect look of what that might be, but I, I do feel that there is a give and take there. There has to be a give and take. And, and, and I mean, the problem with that human aspect of things and people go into government just to, to make millions. And that's a problem. That's a problem because I don't feel like, you know, you, you should be able to go into government and, and start making these deals that are going to benefit you after. I mean, yeah, I, I have, on, I have on my notes here, um, how we have to, uh, reform the entire government in order for anything to work and we have to One, do that anyway so go ahead no 100 i mean i i mean i'm only going to use the term because it just it it's fitting but we need to drain the swamp i mean we really do and i'm not saying that uh, because i'm i'm a trump supporter in fact i want to be very clear i i support trump because i don't believe in anybody else i really don't other than maybe a little bit of yang and a little bit of this and all of that but but as a whole That's I not what you were saying on the boat rally last weekend yeah yeah when i was fucking like yeah yeah my uh, my raft that i have no but another here's my thing too about ubi you mentioned a point where like okay i'm going I, I there's nothing wrong with staying at home and going and going and hanging out with my wife and kids and traveling the world but on what on 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 the cost of living on the basic universal income of cost of living so now you're you're saying okay so if no one is working or if there's a very little amount of people who are working now these other big corporations like disney like tourism like serving like all these things how are you going to be able to really maintain a business structure where people are ask, are paying you for luxuries when you don't get paid for luxury spending you know what i'm saying and 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 that's a problem you, you got to figure that out like there's there's there is a gray area here that needs to be de defined in my no opinion. i i 100% agree with that and um and uh it's like i said it's hard to visualize you have to really dip into this uh uh dig into this world to, you got to have like a psychologist know. an economist a freaking <laughs> Every you gotta a have shaman. a panel, yeah. You gotta have a, freak, a shaman, a shaman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but look, but but look, let me just say that I 
from from just growing up i always was like yeah universal income that's stupid that doesn't that doesn't make sense it wasn't until andrew yang that i that i realized that not only is it possible but i i think it's inevitable now it starts in a, in a small scale and it grows into eventually like the pe- the people who are you know all the it grows into a, a point where it's like sustainable where technology is literally there to the point that it's sustained and you have fail saves like i said like you have a rotation of humans that have to work uh on a volunteer basis or on a on a draft basis whatever i don't know if that might sound crazy but whenever there's work that need to be done the government says all right we need as many workers here and and uh we take care of that and then you go back to to your life and my you'll be problem right. with that santi is that what there's been cases where a country has designated the government to allocate work where it's needed and they always fail they're not the best administrators of that it seems like the free market is the best at allocating the resources where they're needed and you know like there's a book called uh the gulag archipelago which talks about like over 200 million people killed in soviet union and they had a state system that that decided what resources were needed where and at the end you always had things that went bad because you needed didn't need that much of over there or things that where you didn't have enough and at the end of the day it's supply and demand that makes that happen and the reason why it's hard to see it is because it's magical like and I'm not talking about corruptions or companies that have deals with the government because that's not capitalism. That's just corruption, right? But when you have free market, you end up having a system where people need to create better products for a cheaper price. And I think that the government is just not a good administer of where things are needed. You know, like that's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I understand. I with my that- with my low knowledge of shit, right? Like I'm just. You know, by yeah. logic. I understand. I think we, we, first of all, like, we have to define uh, what the government is going to be like. Because I have uh, at least five or six, like, just completely uh, change, uh, like, life-changing, government-changing ideas on how the government should needs to, uh, needs to, needs to change. All right? So the government right now, how it works, is not good. It's not good for, for anybody except the, the super wealthy. And, uh, by the way, we haven't talked about Bezos, who just made $200 billion dollars. And um, and about how how there's there's <clears throat> there's enough wealth right now to to take care of everyone, um, healthcare wise, and to house everyone. Um, but you know that that wealth is already here. Okay. Uh, but my point was that the government may, may not be the best uh, at doing that right now. But we have to change the way we elect our leaders, and we have to we have to instead of giving up on government altogether, we have to just elect competent government officials that work for the for the good of of uh, the economy and for the good of the people you know which is no easy no easy task but there's many solutions that can be made right now that could could make uh, elections better you know anyway yeah it's it's um it's one of these these conversations that are just going to be ongoing um and I really do hope that one day we find a middle ground. I'm open to compromise and I'm open to a little bit more of this and a little bit less of that. Um, but it's, it, it, you know, the wealth is here. Yeah, sure. But also the U.S. is a $60 trillion 
nation. China's like a $40 trillion nation. There's plenty of money to go around. But my question is, how hard do you work for that money to be made? And do you deserve to keep that money? Or should you be giving more of it away? And, and, and at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not a person at my, at my moral code that if I work harder, I earn incrementally less as a, the harder I work or, or the more successful I am. I, I wouldn't say hard, I wouldn't want to put it at hard work because technically working smarter and not harder is, is still working. Yeah. Right. Do so, you, so do you think that, <clears throat> do you see any problem at all with the fact that Bezos just made $200 billion? He's worth 200 billion. He has 200 billion. And no, I don't find anything wrong with that because at the end of the day, he's, he's also made people. And I have people in my family who, who run off of his system. He's created a, a path. He's created a platform where people no longer need to buy a storefront and, and do all of these things. And because of that, they have been able to feed their families and send their kids to school and do or, or blow it away on, on, on hookers and blow. I don't I'm not, care. I'm not saying that, not, that on them. I'm not saying that his, his company is not worth $200 billion, but at which point do you then decide that Okay, I think Bezos at this point has like 0.2 percent of the the entire country's wealth. Um, what if what if he makes a trillion dollars, which he's going to become a, a trillionaire? He, he's uh, he's projected to become that in his lifetime. Uh, what if he makes a trillion dollars? What if he makes uh, 30 okay. trillion dollars? What if, what if he makes example. what if he makes 50 percent of the country's wealth? I'll, 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 I'll give you I'll give you that he needs to be in the government and trying to figure out <laughs> what the hell. Well, because because to, right now, look, let me look, okay. Let's let's talk about this number a billion. All right, um, you know, the, if if you take the salary or the income and that includes investments of the average millionaire, the average millionaire. Okay, not you and me, the average millionaire. It would take the average millionaire three thousand years to make one billion dollars. Three thousand. In what year. way? Just of earning money. Just earning money. It would take. Are you talking about somebody that has a salary? Because if you're a millionaire, you're probably making business, and you can yeah, triple your wealth just, and shit. Just out of no, no, just out of your your current. Uh, the average millionaire makes three hundred thousand dollars a year. If you earn three hundred thousand dollars a year, it would take you over three thousand years to make a billion dollars. All right, Bezos had. His best day this year, which is the record-breaking day for any human ever, he made $13 billion in one day. The average millionaire, it would take you 43,000 years to make what Bezos made in one day. As a millionaire, it would take you 43,000 years to make what Bezos made in one day. And that's just $13 billion. He's got 200 of those fucking things. Okay. So at, at which point do we say, do you have the amount of money that you have which you deserve and you earned, that's fine. But by you having this much money, you are hurting the economy just by having mm, it. it doesn't okay, okay. You. Let me give you this example, Santi. Let me give you this example. Let's say I come up with a pill that cures cancer, all types of cancer. Any cancer you have, you take this pill, it's cured. And I sell this pill for 100 bucks, right? Because I'm mm -hmm. a greedy bastard, right? I sell this pill for 100 bucks. I'm going to become a trillionaire. Because everyone's gonna buy this pill for a hundred bucks, right? Even if you're broke, you're gonna be like, "Hey, can you all put twenty bucks so I can save my mom from cancer?" And I'm gonna become a trillionaire, right? Who's 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 coming better off in that transaction? I mean, I am a trillionaire, but isn't humanity much better off? Um, like, would you be mad if I'm a trillionaire because of that? I I wouldn't be mad that you're a trillionaire for. For curing cancer, but 
I, I would be mad that you have more money that you will ever be able to spend that you could be using that could be used to help people who need it. Yeah, but that money could not be used unless I made it. That's the thing. Like, that's not, not true. A, no, that's not true because that money is being given to you by people. Right. Because so money they want was, a, because they money want a product that I have. Because that they want money, a product that I have. That, that, that wealth was created already by labor. The wealth was created already. The, the wealth is already there. So you're just taking it. Well, I'm not so, taking it. I'm exchanging it for the cure of cancer. Okay, who who benefits from that? I guess you benefit from that. Obviously, you become, you become a I mean, humanity. Doesn't humanity? But, yeah, from sure. That? Yeah, Just sure, like when Bezos made Amazon, I was able to buy everything cheaper. Um, Steve's uh, family member is able to run a business of that platform. When Bill Gates created Windows, made it so that computers were able for me to have a podcast across three different locations around the world and, and, and create a quality podcast. I'm not getting angry. I'm just passionate about things sometimes. Like, don't you think, and I'm talking about pieces of shit that like doing shady business, but like, don't you think somebody that created something great uh, like Apple, even though I have all my criticism about Mac and Apple and, and Steven knows, don't you think that that makes everyone's life better and they wouldn't be millionaires unless people wanted to have those products because they knew it made their life better? Wait, hold on. Let's get our terminology here straight. Millionaires are good. Billionaires are bad. Millionaires are very different. All right. But, so, but why? Why? Because, uh, okay, uh, a millionaire, millionaires create jobs they spend on the economy they make investments they uh they are good for the economy because they stimulate it billionaires do all those same things except most of the money they spend but they most of the money they have they ne they'll never be able to spend so that money is just it's just sitting and not doing anything good for anybody okay so most of the time it's being invested in like larger shit because they know uh, that well, having well, that money sitting down is not gonna, it's gonna lose them money because of inflation. So they normally have it on bigger investments. But, but going yeah, on but, the idea that yeah, you but have, if you liquidate, if you if you liquidate two hundred billion dollars, you're never gonna be able to spend that. So by by hoarding that much money, you're just taking away from from the fact that people need you know people need healthcare, people need a people need education people need to uh you know research a cure for cancer like like you were saying and so all all this money like is just being hoarded by people who will never like look bezos is gonna live like a king for the rest of his life his kids will his grandkids there's just so much money in there that you can't even like you can't even you can you know what he wants to do with it he wants to go to mars that's what he wants to do him and musk they want to go to mars they want to go to mars Uh, which is which is a, which is whatever I, I like space I, I like space I like space travel whatever but when you have people who can't afford to you know to, to live decent lives or who are stuck in in poverty because they have no way out um, there is just something m moral about it like and when you talk uh, you were talking about stealing earlier when UBI. Uh, all taxes that you can consider stealing, right? All taxes. So we have decided as a, as a society that it's that it's okay to take money from people because it's for the good of society. Maybe you don't agree with that, but as a society, we have we have accepted that that it's good for everyone if we take a little bit of money and then we have traffic lights and cops and firefighters and uh, military and schools, whatever, you know? So this is no different than that. This is saying, hey, like you made a billion dollars or $10 billion, whatever it is, the number that the experts decide and saying after that, you, 
if we give you any more money, you're just hurting the economy just by having that money. So that so that just goes to healthcare and education and um, you know, and just for the good of the economy. You keep working if you want to, and, and that's great. But but you just you, you don't get to have any more money because at a certain point, at which point do we say Bezos has too much money? What if he what? Well, like, how about this? This is a snowball that just keeps growing. He just keeps, keeps we're gonna getting de- bigger and bigger. We're gonna and bigger decide. Bigger. We're gonna I, decide if, when Bezos has too much money on the next episode because this shit is getting too wild and there's too much content on this shit. And I see Steven there that's about to explode with ideas. Uh, but uh, but you know we need we need to we need to pack this in another episode, guys, because this is is, is getting out of hand. It's too many sorry. good ideas, and I didn't even oh, know man. that this debate was gonna get. Um, you know this this complex so i think that this uh, merits another episode so stay tuned go to the next one if you don't like santi at this stage you're kind of fucked because we kind of like the kid but if yeah. you don't you can go a couple episodes in i mean this guy's just killing it uh but yeah thank you for tuning in any last words guys listen to part two uh yeah thank you guys for having me whoever uh had the uh the drive to listen to me babble on for a long time without not knowing what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> well, I think uh, they do that for us every 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 week. So I'm, I'm yeah, the competition is not the bar is low, so it's good. Yeah, the bar is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, see you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>